0: All right, Colossians chapter three and verses ten through seventeen. We'll look at for a little while tonight. I'm going to try to keep moving along here. I know tomorrow's school and work for some of you. Travel for others, and uh, I just hope you have a blessed, meaningful Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, be careful. Be a blessing. Be a testimony wherever you go, because uh, you might be with loved ones this weekend who uh, can see hopefully christ in you colossians three ten says and have and have put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him uh, i notice putting on the new man putting on the new man is the uh, subject of this paragraph from verses 10 through 17 and uh it, it, it's talking here to those that are believers in Christ at Colossae, and we'll go through more detail on this in, in future weeks, <coughs> but I just want to pick out a couple things about uh, thanksgiving. But uh, putting on the new man, what that means here is that when you get saved, when you get saved, there's a new man, uh, which uh, in Ephesians says is, is, is uh, uh, created in us at the new birth when you were born again, you had the old man, the old nature, but when you're saved, all of a sudden there's a new nature inside of you and, and it says and, and he's talking to believers here he says, and have put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. So there's actually a new man created in you when you're born again, and you now have a new nature. Those of you that have been saved for very long know that it's like a tug-of-war inside of you every day. There's this old man that's trying to pull you as fast and as far away from God as possible. And there's a new man that's trying to get you closer and closer to the Lord. And, and, and you got this, this struggle now of two natures, one old and carnal and fallen and one new. And it's we're, we're created in the image of 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 him that and the knowledge of him that created him. And uh, you and I uh, are are in this battle, and and I like the advice I got many, many years ago before I was ever even a pastor, and they they basically taught me that whichever of these men you feed the most is going to be the one that wins. All right? I mean, if you're saved and you keep feeding the old nature, you'll be just like you were before you were saved, no change. But if you're saved and you feed that new man, that new man will get stronger and stronger and stronger and begin to dominate. And, uh, will be, and you'll begin to, 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 to change. And uh, people will see that change in you. It will be visible, it will be outward, and it will be inward too. And so we need to, like, this, this text is saying how we need to change our clothing. And I want to just talk about the clothing of the Christian here for a little bit, especially the clothing of the new man. <clears throat> now, to put on good clothes, you've got to take off old clothes. Verse 5 says, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. That word mortify means put them to death. Did you ever hear of a mortician? You know what a mortician is? Somebody that gets somebody ready for a funeral? Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. It doesn't say they they... They quit affecting you once you're saved and you became Mr. and Mrs. Perfect. It doesn't say that. It says, Mortify them. Paul one time said in another book, and they that are Christ, in the book of Galatians, he said, They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts thereof. Crucified or mortify the deeds. And then it names some of these here in verse 5. These are things that we're supposed to mortify or put off fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And then it goes on in verse 8 and says, But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. So the Lord uses a universal experience uh, in all of our lives, to teach us a spiritual truth. And that universal experience is what? Getting undressed and getting dressed. It's something we, we all know exactly what's being said. And now, in spiritual terms, we need to get undressed with some things and get dressed with better things. When I, I remember growing up on the farm, we had to go out every morning and <clears throat> feed the animals. We had pigs, hundreds of pigs sometimes, 200. 400 chickens, and we had all kinds of other things too, rabbits, exotic birds and everything. Every single morning, we never got a morning off, never once did we get a morning off and we'd have to go out and we'd have to take care of the animals. Well, by the time we came in, we stunk, all right, and you didn't want to wear those clothes to school. The bus was coming, so we had to put off all those clothes and we had to put on new clothes so that we could go to Uh, school and so it begins to tell us the same thing here you got to put off this stuff put off this stuff and as I read those verses maybe some of those things kind of hit home to you as they do to me and you keep saying boy I got to put this off I got to put this off I got to put this off this is not the clothing of a Christian these are not the graces that a Christian clothes himself with but then after it tells us there in verse 5 what to put off and verse number 8 and 9 what to put off, then we come to our text, verse 10, and, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Sometime we'll study verse uh, 11 because that's an interesting verse. It, it seems like it's totally out of place, but it's amazing. If you do read it, that how God can save anybody. That's what verse uh, Scythian, it's the only time it finds... You find that word in the Bible is in verse 11. That's the Russians. That's the Russians. The Scythians are the Russians. That's something. God loves those folks. And he can save them and change them. But anyways, verse 12 now, we get on to the things that we're supposed to put on. Verse 12, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. And now we see the clothing of a Christian, these Christian graces that you and I are supposed to put on. Uh, After we're saved, these things uh, need to be seen in us. And notice, uh, number one, it says bowels of mercies. Bowels of mercies. That's bowels is the innermost part that makes you yearn. And it says of mercies. That's something we're supposed to put on, mercy. Who can you forgive tonight? You got to put that on. How many people can you forgive this year, next year? There's a challenge for next year. How many people can you forgive? Because you're going to have opportunities. You're going to have opportunities. Man, I was listening to an expert talking on on, uh, the uh, radio talk show today uh, who, who says that one out of three children in our country right now is either being abused or molested at some time. Well, if they come to know Christ as their Savior, they're going to have to put on bowels of mercies and have mercy on some people. Some of us know what that's like. Number two, kindness. We don't have to be nasty. Okay, we don't have to be contrary. Uh, We don't have to retaliate when somebody mistreats us. A lady, I was at a place this, this week and a lady just... She she did something that I just left and said, "Well, maybe she's having a bad day. Maybe she, you know, it was nothing I did that prompted her to do that. She just wasn't kind. We could be kind back." I just said, "Hey, thank you very much for your service. I appreciate it." Kindness—that's the clothing of a Christian. Humbleness of mind. Humbleness of mind. That means we need to put off pride. We need to put off self-centeredness and have humbleness of mind. Humility is just that constant state of thinking about God and thinking about others, not thinking about ourselves. Meekness. Meekness is when we become so strong in the inner man that we let God fight our battles for us that we don't fight we don't retaliate vengeance is mine saith the lord i will repay and meekness is, is where we come we become so strong in our faith in god that we just say lord uh you can fight this for me and and he wins and we don't have to have the last word you know uh we don't have to uh win win the battle of uh ideas uh, even even with somebody that we know is absolutely wrong. Sometimes we can say, well, that's, this is just what I think, but uh, thanks for sharing that with me. And then later on, God comes around, and <coughs> sometimes he changes those people because we give an answer, as it says, with meekness and fear. Long-suffering. Long-suffering. I suppose we're all good at that, aren't we? Do you love suffering for a long time? Just put that on your love list. This is the clothing of a Christian. Sometimes we, we, if we're not careful, we'll be short, we'll be hasty. We'll say, how long do I have to put up with this? Maybe to your last breath, I don't know, but it'll come to pass. It all comes to pass, either in this life or in the next life, it all comes to pass, long-suffering. Forbearing one another, verse 13. Forbearing means putting up with one another. Putting up with one another. Forbearing one another. Some people quit church because of this. So say, I don't like that one person in the church. Or I don't like that one thing the pastor said in his sermon. Or Did you ever think about putting this on as part of your Christian clothing? Forbearing one another. Putting up with one another. Putting up with one another. You put up with people at work, don't you? Huh? Or are they all great? <laughs> Forbearing one another. And then it says forgiving one another. This is all the clothing of a Christian. Forgiving one another. You're kidding. You mean there's times you've got to forgive people in church? I thought the church was filled with perfect people. I never expected this to happen to me in church. Well, why not? I like to tell people, don't be surprised when sinners sin. And don't be surprised if it affects you sometime. Be ready for it. Be ready for forgiving one another. That's part of our clothing. If any man have a quarrel against any, now praise the Lord we have this example to fall back on. It says, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. How much did Christ forgive you? How much did he forgive me? Everything. Man, some of that stuff's unspeakable, too. You you hope you died, take your last breath, and nobody ever finds out some of the things you've done or said. But Christ forgave us. Christ forgave us, and he's our model. He's the one we can rely upon. I think Pastor just preached on that Sunday night about uh, the benefits of of, uh, God's presence is that God is our helper. And he can help us forgive because he knows better than anyone how to forgive. He's the greatest forgiver. So also do ye. And then it says, verse 14: and above all these things, put on charity, another piece of clothes. A lot of clothes that you put on as a Christian. I was counting on the way over here. I got a t-shirt on, I got underwear on. I got pants on, I got a belt on, I got two socks on, I got two shoes on, I got a tie on, I got two rings on, I got a watch on, I left my earrings home. No, I'm just kidding. But I don't know, I was up to like 12 or 13 things I'm wearing just to come to church. And there's a lot of things we've got to put on as, as, as believers. And so we need, <clears throat> excuse me, we need to be familiar with this list. Yeah. And we've got, we got to kind of check these things off, folks. You've got, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. We can't just be hearers of the word. We've got to be doers. Yeah. We've got to go through lists like this and say, how am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. How am I doing? Now, verse 14, I mean, that's a life, a, a, a life's effort. Because if you ever studied charity... It says, "And above all these things, put on charity." That's the purest word possibly found in the English language for love. You can't pervert the word charity. You can pervert the word love. A lot of people pervert the word love, but you can't pervert the word charity. And God even has a whole chapter, First Corinthians thirteen, where He brings out thirteen different or sixteen different definitions of what charity means. It's, a, it's an exhaustive subject. And as you're studying, we've got to be putting that on. Putting it on, not just putting it in our heads, but putting it on, which is, verse 14, the bond of perfectness. When you get that, you, you, you've climbed to the highest rung of the Christian graces. You know Peter's ladder? You know? You know Peter's, uh, ladder. Add to your faith virtue, and virtue virtue knowledge, and, and, and then the final rung, as high as you can get, is, is is charity. Charity, and it's called the bond of perfectness. Here, boy, when we can get to where we've got that on, then verse fifteen: Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Something's ruling in our hearts and a lot of people it's not the peace of God it's worry over money and worry over war and worry over climate change and worry over finances and worry over their health problems and and worry over everything their kids their grandkids people are just, just have, people have almost everything inside of their hearts these days except peace and the bible says let the peace of god rule in your hearts He said to the Philippians, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth understanding, shall keep your hearts. Shall keep your hearts. Keep means guard. Like a keeper. A keeper used to be a guard. Those words are synonymous. The keeper of the city was the guard. The peace of God can guard your hearts. So, if you don't have the peace of God ruling in your hearts, verse 15, then I want to encourage it you up your prayer life. Pray about everything, be careful for nothing. But I think prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. And then it says. Be thankful, okay? We're finally up to our subject. No. (laughs) We're finally ready to close here. Notice, I just want you to notice that being thankful is part of the clothing of a Christian. Being thankful is part of the clothing of the new man. When you put on the new man, you've got to put on gratitude. And, and, and to do that, we've got to take off those dirty clothes of complaining and murmuring and debating and questioning, and and we've got to put on. You, you, you've you got to do it for yourself. i I got to do it for myself, and be ye thankful. Now, verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Just saturate yourself with the Bible. Saturate yourself with the Bible, verse 16 become a bible reader even if you have to start tonight and you've never done it before get a bible we got them over here we'll give you one if you need one start reading we can show you where to start and just start saturating your heart and your mind with the bible let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom then you learn what you're reading about teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, that's another piece of clothing that you put on as the new man. You should be able to sing from your hearts to the Lord. You don't need all this fabricated music. You can have it come and flown out of your own heart. That's part of the clothing. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay, so we were talking about the will of God last Sunday. I didn't get that far in the message, but... But we'll get to that point down the road here where your work, whatever it is God's given you to do, go to the workplace, you're a mom at home, whatever, your school, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now here it is the second time giving thanks to God. Giving thanks to God and the Father. Now, I like to write in my Bible, <coughs> all over the Bible, but I got circled in verse. Verse number uh, 15. Thank you, brother. Just in time. Three words I have circled in verse number 15 Be ye thankful. And then in verse 17, giving thanks to God. Because that fits uh, the uh, theme of tonight. Part of our clothing. We're unclothed, partially at least. I saw a guy out, uh, whatever it was. Was it today? I was talking to him. He had a T-shirt on. I said, "Man, where in the world's your coat? What's the matter with you?" Yeah, no coat, no hat, and uh, he was—he wasn't completely dressed right for a day like this. And look, we're not completely dressed right as believers, putting on the new man, if we're not grateful, if we're not thankful, if we're, you know, always complaining or questioning or something like that, because being thankful, verse number 15 and verse 17, are part of our clothing, part of our clothing. So get dressed up. People will see this in you. This is the spiritual clothing of the new man here. People will see this in you and they'll think, what? wow, what happened to him? What happened to her? Boy, are they, they different from before when they got saved when I knew them. Now the way that they dress spiritually with these Christian graces. Now in closing, there's, there's, there's two helps for being thankful. One is being filled with the Holy Spirit. One is being filled with the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5 which is just a couple pages back if you want to turn there. If not, I'll start reading in verse 18. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can help you and I to be grateful. And uh, it says in verse number 18, a very famous verse, it says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart, giving thanks Always for all things unto God the Father and the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I've said this before. You can't fake the filling of the Holy Spirit. It can't be faked. And one of the evidences of a spirit-filled man, verse 18, or woman, is that they are thankful to God in all things. They're thankful to God in all things. So the Holy Spirit can help us be thankful, and then you've got to do your part. Last of all, He'll do His part if we yield to Him. I mean, what I mean by that is if you'll go and just pray tonight somewhere at the altar at, before you go to bed and say, Dear Lord, I want to confess that I'm not as grateful as I should be. And I want to ask you to forgive me. You know, we need to make a good confession. That helps if sometimes you just make a good confession to God. And you say, Lord, I am not as grateful as I should be. I complain. I'm a fault finder. I'm negative. I'm pessimistic. I want to blame God first for everything. And and I want to confess that to you. If we make a good confession and then ask the Holy Spirit to help us. We just saw the Holy Spirit will help you and me be more grateful. Now, I'd like to get to that point that was described in verse 20. Be thankful to God in all things. That'd be nice to get that advanced in thanksgiving. But then you got to do your part, too. And I'll close with this. Hebrews 13, 15 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So we see both his part and our part. His part, by him therefore let us offer. And then our part, the sacrifice of praise to God. How How long? Continually. Continually. Uh, It would be nice if you or I were ever accused of thanking God too much. That would be a nice thing to be accused of. That would be a real nice thing to be accused of. Boy, he thanks God too much, that guy. Or she does. It's just not, not natural. Why is it called <laughs> the sacrifice of praise? Why is it called that? That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Why is that called the sacrifice? Because you've got to sacrifice yourself to do it. You've got to sacrifice pride. Proud people never thank God. They never praise God. It's all about them. Look at me, look what I did. Look how blessed I am, and so on. I get I get a little tired of that, especially when Americans talk, like, oh, look how much God's blessing me. Well, maybe that's true. (laughs) But you just happen to be born in the greatest country on earth. And I mean, we got so much stuff floating around, people giving away and everything that sometimes I wonder if these things are real blessings. Maybe we'd be better off with a whole lot less. I don't know. It's not our fault we were born here. Thank God for it. But sacrifice means you've got to die to self, crucify pride and haughtiness and arrogancy. Samuel said, talk no more so exceeding proudly uh, because it's God. It's God who even gives us strength to get wealth, the scriptures teach us. I mean, go home, get your calculator out. God gives every one of us our breath. Did you know the Bible says that? Gives every one of us our breath. Twelve a minute. Now get your calculator when you get out. Home. Twelve a minute. See how many times that is for an hour. And then multiply that by 24 hours. See how many breaths God gives you in a day. And then multiply that by seven, how many breaths he gives you in a week. And then multiply that by 52 and see how many breaths God gives you in a year. And if he stopped for a minute and said, oh, sorry, I forgot about you. I forgot about giving you breath for a minute you'd probably be in a panic. Probably be in a panic. So would I. So would I. If God took one minute off in our lives, remember what Daniel said to Belshazzar? The God in whose hand thy breath is. If he took a minute off and said, man, I forgot about giving you breath. Sorry about that. I got busy. No, he's not like that, is he? He gives us our breath the ability to work and have health and so tonight that was just a simple message that on let's get clothed go through the list say how am I doing with this this I got to put this on I got to put this on I got to put this on and that includes twice in the list being thankful let us pray our heavenly father we thank you for this night we've had tonight we thank you for your word and A little bit of a thanksgiving message. And uh, Lord, uh, we, we are so grateful. Even for our breath, we don't think about some of these things. And, and, and your, Lord, yet our breath is in your hands. So thank you, Lord. Father, I do pray personally for more gratitude given by thy Holy Spirit in me, and also that I would sacrifice myself, my pride, and wanting to get the credit and wanting to get the glory. And Lord, I know you've brought me a long ways, but I got to really put that on to always give thanks to God in all things. That's putting on the new man. Lord, help us to be grateful people. And now, Lord, bless this song and our dismissal. Thank you for the wonderful night we've had. And help us as we go on to work or school tomorrow or to our loved ones for this weekend. Help the lonely people who have nowhere to go. Lord, I'm not trying to cop out here, but I pray they could at least practice the presence of God. And know the fullness of God Thanksgiving Day and every day. And, Lord, that the church is here for them, and, and may we also open our homes and our hearts up to, to them and try to receive them in our homes, too, at times. And But thank you that you're a father to the fatherless and uh, to the, the children who, who have no parents. And now, Lord, tonight we especially pray for Yvonne and uh None of us have ever been through anything like this even close. Uh, her her last surviving son and her daughter-in-law and three kids swept away in moments, haven't been found. Lord, help her heart tonight. Help this church. Lord, we don't know what to do. We think of Job's friends who came for seven days and said nothing to Job. They didn't know what to say. We don't know what to say. God, help us. Keep us from saying anything stupid. Keep us from a spirit where we think we know it all. And Lord, help us just to be there for her through this. Keep her at the top of our hearts for a long time because you sent her our way to join our church this year. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.